We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day podcast, episode 1051, the only Packers podcast available 365 days a year. Today, I will be your host. My name is Maggie Loney. Uh, obviously, Jacob Westendorf is not here for the normal Thursday show, but I still do have Jimmy Christensen with me. So, Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying my uh, last day of mobility. I have surgery tomorrow, so I've been walking around today doing extra stuff willingly cut the grass for like the first time just to move around usually it's like i'm forced to do it but pretty good i can't complain how about you yeah pretty good i mean i don't have surgery tomorrow so i'm very fortunate (laughs) about that but obviously the entire pack a day family is wishing you a very speedy recovery i'm sure it'll go great um but willingly cutting the grass that's big and maybe yeah I don't know if Mark needs to tear his ACL and then I can get him out there to cut the grass, but that sounds, sounds kind of promising. He'll wake up to you just jerking his leg around trying to, <laughs> trying to tear it. <laughs> so, so first I sign him up for MMA and then I wait yeah. a couple of years and then that's when it exactly. happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're playing the long game <laughs> <laughs> for one clean yard. Yeah. <laughs> but this is not the Grass Today podcast. This is the Pack a Day <laughs> podcast. So we decided that for today's show, we would do overreactions to minicamp. Obviously, we've seen plenty of those on Twitter the last couple of days. We had the second day of minicamp today while we're recording this. So 
I guess, yeah, Jimmy, take it away with your initial first overreaction from what we're seeing from minicamp. Yeah, uh, my first one, and it's purely based off one picture I saw, is that Devin Funches is first team all body at wide receiver right now. <laughs> like he looks the part. I don't know how he's running routes. I don't know how he's blocking, but he looks the part of a wide receiver. Just he's so big. You see the muscles bulging. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, obviously the last couple last year, he was out because of um, COVID, which is 100% understandable. Uh, two years before that, unfortunately had that injury, but he has had a um, over 700 yard season. I remember, I think he was close to 1100 at one point with uh, the Panthers um, or close to a thousand when he was with cam, but I I'm excited to see what he can do. Hopefully with, Coming in now, I know he missed OTAs and people are kind of giving him crap for that, but he came in, he looks in shape and hopefully he can make an impact on impact on the the wide receiver core. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's hard to judge players based off what they post on social media because they're not going to post them not working out and like yeah. eating chips on the couch, but he <laughs> was very active on social media kind of throughout yeah. uh, the pandemic, even though he wasn't with the team, stayed in really good shape. And I'm glad you mentioned him because he absolutely was somebody that I wanted to talk about and curious kind of your thoughts too. I mean, I know we said that we weren't going to have quarterback discussions really about who would be starting, but with Aaron, you know, being absent, we know that it can take him some time to acclimate with some of his wide receivers. So do you think if Rogers shows up for training camp, that'll be enough time? Or do you think that Funches could kind of still be behind the eight ball because he's only been working with love and Bortles and Benkert? I think especially with Rogers, because trust is so key for him. I think, I think he's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball in that, um, which is unfortunate because he was kind of our, our free agent signing of last year for that, for the offense. And I don't know. I think just with Aaron, how Aaron rap operates, like you can see when it gets in clutch moments of the game or critical moments, he always goes back to security blankets. And unfortunately Funches just di- hasn't had that opportunity yet. Um, maybe by the end of the season, if 12 comes back, but yeah, I think he'll be just a little bit behind. What about you? Yeah, when we had um, the pod father, Andy Herman, on Pax, which he said live <laughs> last night, he had mentioned that he he had thought kind of going into the season that obviously you have Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, and now Amari Rogers as your four roster locks. And then mm-hmm. he said he thought he could see Devin Funches and EQ kind of battling for that fifth spot, likely giving that to one of them, potentially not both of them making the roster. So that did kind of make me wonder, you know, we've heard Aaron Rodgers praise EQ plenty in training camps and after games, you know, when he's had his opportunities, you know, they've both kind of had injury history um, for their respective teams. So I think that will be interesting. I do agree with Andy. I think it'll be one or the other, but you can kind of see Rodgers stumping for a guy like EQ, even though, you know, he's never really had, a vet brought in like Devin Funches. So Devin Funches is like an entirely new commodity for that roster. But since Aaron Rodgers has praised EQ, that could just mean EQ's out. Yeah. It could be the, (laughs) I mean, he's going to the bills. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you think, I don't know who do you think like, but I guess this is purely body type. I feel like Funches gives us something a little bit different. Like compared to EQ. So I think it'd be nice, especially in the red zone. Obviously Adams is Adams. He can score anywhere, anytime, but just having that big body threat in the red zone could be a little bit, uh, a new factor this year for the Packers. If they keep Funches, obviously he has to earn it, but 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's really tough. You know, one of the guys I've been keeping an eye on, and this is going back to the overreactions of minicamp is Bailey Gaither, whether it's mm. because he played at San Jose state where James Jones played, but to me, he makes the most sense as like a core special teamer. And that's kind of one of the things we talked about with Andy yesterday is you don't necessarily think that EQ or Devin Funches, like Devin Funches is not going to play special teams. If he makes the roster EQ probably won't play too many snaps on special teams if he makes the roster. So there is a chance that if you're keeping a sixth wide receiver, it is somebody like Bailey Gaither. We saw Malik Taylor kind of in that role in 2020 where it's a guy that you know probably won't see too many snaps at wide receiver, but they'll have a huge role carved out for themselves on special teams. So, you know, we talk about it all the time with the secondary, and that's how some of those guys latch on. I do wonder if that would be the detriment of somebody like EQ or Devin Funches when there is a Bailey Gaither or even like a Jawan Winfrey on the roster who could also play special teams. All right. What's the hot take from you? I'm ready for this. I'm ready for an overreaction <laughs> for minicamp. I don't know. I've, it's not really an overreaction from me because I've always been excited about him, but AJ Dillon seemingly yeah. is putting together a pretty nice minicamp. I know it's only been a couple days. Um, I'm sure we'll carve out some time to talk about Jordan love specifically, but everything we're hearing from AJ Dillon, uh, Rachel Hotmeyer, Rob Domofsky, plenty of people, Matt Schneidman all mentioned, you know, that AJ Dillon was having a ton of success in the passing game mm-hmm. on wheel routes. We saw him involved a ton uh, with his hands and it was always kind of that, you know, I need the opportunities. It's not that I can't do it. It's that I haven't been asked to do it. That was kind of what he said coming out of Boston college. So excited to see what that looks like, because I think it was Paul Brettel who said on Twitter that we did see AJ Dillon take a couple wheel routes in the 2020 season, but they didn't really, you know, nothing really transpired from those. So if he puts it together, that could be another new wrinkle in the Matt LaFleur offense, knowing that he now has another weapon that can do that. Yeah. And he, uh, he connected for what a 30 yard real wheel route today with uh, Jordan love. I think I read on Twitter. Um, yeah. So Hopefully, yeah, if that happens in the game, I know you'll be freaking out. I'll definitely be freaking out. That'd be amazing. Him and Josiah DeGuara, if we can get both of them hitting a wheel route during a game, it'll be perfection. Just imagine the like 23 personnel that you can roll out and you have them both split onto yeah. opposite boundaries. <laughs> I just, Matt LaFleur, call me. For, <laughs> for <laughs> Perfect. Did you, okay, so I, I guess this is kind of like a connection thing. Do you think since... AJ Dillon and Jordan Love are like, they're really good friends. Um, they trained together in the offseason a few times. Do you think if Love ends up being our quarterback, like in the passing game specifically, do you think that kind of favors then AJ Dillon since he has more of a chemistry with Love? Yeah, I mean, I do think about that. And, you know, especially when we're seeing from social media, especially on the first day of minicamp, that Jordan Love was kind of hitting a bunch of checkdowns, thinking about who could be available. You know, AJ Dillon would make a lot of sense kind of skirting out of the backfield in those checkdowns. So that could really be one of those security blanket type players for him. Um, the same way that we saw Devontae Adams kind of become the security blanket for Brett Hundley when Aaron Rodgers was injured. And I, I mean, you know, we've mentioned before that these are all talented enough guys like everybody in their interviews yesterday was consummate pros, David Bakhtiari, Devonte Adams, like the show will go on regardless of who's back there, but you do have to think it helps when you have guys like Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams and Robert Tunyon and Mercedes yeah. Lewis, who can kind of build an offense around Jordan love. Yeah. And I guess just kind of off track for a second, we all saw the crazy comment Adam Schefter made about if Rogers and come were the worst team realistically let's say it doesn't happen Jacob's not here to scold me asking about Aaron (laughs) Rodgers like let's say he doesn't come back where do you think like how many wins would you project this team because we have a lot of talent in other places 
I mean, I think that's what makes it so unfair is we've seen teams build around not great quarterbacks or quarterbacks who have maybe needed some time to develop and they still have had success. You know, you have an all pro at almost every position, whether it's first team or second team, there's Jair Alexander in your secondary, Zadarius Smith off the edge, Kenny Clark on your defensive line. You have David Bakhtiari and Corey Lindsley when he was here, obviously he doesn't count now, but Devonte mm. Adams um, or pro bowlers even. So yeah, Elton Jenkins. I think that it's unfair to those guys to talk about the lack of talent that the Packers roster would have. I don't know if they make the playoffs. I don't know if Jordan Love could get the team over the hump in that respect um, because we know obviously they wouldn't have a number one offense like they did in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm expecting Joe Barry's defense to take a leap. So I think it's kind of a balance of, you know, how high can the defense bring them or how many points would Jordan have to score in order yeah. to make up for maybe the defense giving up less points. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm trying to, th- I was trying to think, I really do think there's be a middle of the pack road or middle of the pack road, middle <laughs> of the road team. So I just combined like three different sayings <laughs> into that one thing. Uh, I would say, yeah, like seven and seven and 10, I guess is a new thing or eight and nine. I just don't see them completely getting blown out all the time. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's, that's what makes this whole thing with Rogers. So interesting and confusing is because the team isn't necessarily going through a rebuild yet you know and and if you traded Rodgers the assets you're acquiring just make your already Super Bowl contending team stronger and then you lose one of the pieces that made you a Super Bowl contending team so you know it's not like they were going after the Mike McCarthy era and Rodgers wanted out then because he saw the writing on the wall that the team wasn't still successful. I mean, Matt LaFleur has been a, to Mm. to quote Mike McCarthy, a highly successful NFL coach in his first two seasons. So yeah, that does, none of it makes sense, but we're not here to talk about Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I know that was totally my fault. I just started. Yeah. I just want to see what you were thinking. No, for sure. But yeah. Anyways, next hot take from camp. (laughs) Um, uh, Banker quarterback i think he's going to be the new like jake kumaro fan favorite like that no one wants to be released just like his social media presence that he has and how everyone's trying to interact with him his hair's amazing um i don't know and from what what matt shineman was saying and i think it was wes wes was saying as well like he's doing really well in camp so far um and i thought he was just being brought on as like a camp arm but i really do think there's a chance that he makes this roster as like the, if Rogers is there as a third quarterback, and even if it's just love, I could see him feeling in that backup role from everything that people are saying. And he's, he's definitely won me over. Um, but I think from what the vibes of Twitter and people, it seems like he's winning a lot of people over. Yeah. And it's gotta be so weird to be in the quarterback room right now, because whether it's Rogers or love, you know, you don't think that Ben Kurt and Bortles are probably both going to make the roster unless I guess maybe it is love, but you know, Blake Bortles probably came in thinking he had a really good shot at being the backup to either of them. Because if I were Blake Bortles, I would probably be imagining that it's unlikely that Rogers and love both stay long-term. So if yeah. I'm Blake, I'm like, this is great. I might come in and just snag a backup quarterback job. Then Kurt Banker comes in and looks fantastic. And you know, the very limited reps we've seen, and it could end up being another Tim Boyle situation where the Packers have another developmental prospect that they could either flip for picks down the line, or, you know, he's just really good insurance and Aaron Rodgers decides to fake wrestle with him in training camp because they just <laughs> become buddies. But yeah, I, as far as hot takes, I don't know if it's even that hot. I think he will become kind of one of those like journeyman fan favorites because he's, yeah. he's just really easy to root for on social yeah. media. And honestly, I know I've said this already, but that man's hair, the <laughs> braid game he had going on, it was impressive. 
it, I mean, we really could put together, I think fans would turn the show off at this point, but a nice all hair team. You've got David Bakhtiari, Royce Newman. Um, Royce Newman is number one for me. That mullet. <laughs> Dimey dime. Banker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Dietzen, maybe there's a couple offensive linemen have the lettuce. Yeah. The lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> True. Very true. <laughs> this is why Jacob isn't supposed to leave yeah. us alone because the shows just always get off the rails. But we talked about the offense quite a bit. Yeah. Last player I want to talk about before we switch to the defense, Juwan Winfrey. And you talked a little bit earlier about AJ Dillon and Jordan Love kind of having the chemistry that they have because they're close friends. I do wonder, given that Jordan Love was QB3 for all of last season, didn't see an active game day. It sounds like he and Juwan Winfrey have a really nice connection and they connected on multiple deep balls or just, you know, really nice throws in minicamp. So I'm kind of wondering if it's because he was a practice squad guy. You have to think that they took some third string reps together throughout the season. So, you know, it's not to say that a guy like Devontae Adams and Jordan Love can't get up to speed right away, but he's probably really relishing this opportunity to throw to some of those guys that he did end up working with for the bulk of the 2020 season. Yeah, absolutely. It's that comfortability factor that he has Um, being in the second year with the floor as well. And then having someone that, like you said, he probably had those third, third string reps with a lot last year, being able to look to them and kind of know their, their motion and patterns a little bit. Um, I'll be interested to see, I know from what it sounded like Lazard and him had a really Lazard and love had a strong day today as well. Um, So I'll be interested to see when he kind of starts maybe moving away from the AJ Dillon's that he had a connection with and went free and when he can start making it with, um, more of the first team players. Granted, that's it doesn't seem like Adams will be doing mini camp. He's always working on the side. Um, but Winfrey, that could be his his ticket to the roster, you know, just having that connection with love, even as just a later in the later in the death chart uh receiver. Yeah, and one of the things I thought was really interesting, I know I said we'd flip to the defense, but I just thought about this with Jordan Love. It sounded like he kind of overthrew MVS on a couple of deep balls. And mm-hmm. we know from the last couple of years that it took Aaron Rodgers a couple of seasons to kind of figure out the true speed of MVS and kind of what that meant as far as their connection. So it's interesting now to see that parallel with Jordan Love when yeah. he's getting a chance to run with the first team. So, I mean, you would think they'll figure it out pretty soon, but I can't imagine what it's like going from you know, a Devin Funchess or a Juwan Winfrey to then trying to hit MVS on like a 60 yard, you yeah. know, deep ball. It's crazy. Just the intricacies of so many things that the quarterback has to do, just different arm angles, different speed of receivers. Like when you keep breaking it down, it really is just like a beautiful art that these quarterbacks can do. It's insane. The stuff that just processes so quick. Yeah. I- We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, they. I mean, that's probably let alone the arm strength, why it's one of the most difficult positions in any sport to play is because you have to be mentally sharp as well as like accurate and have all the other physical tools. So flipping to the defensive side of the ball, because we haven't really talked about that yet. Do you have any defensive hot takes from the first couple of weeks? Yeah, not too much of a hot take, but a big surprise for me was seeing Will Redmond getting a lot of the, a lot of the reps at the nickel and dime uh, in the nickel and dime packages I, truthfully, I'm surprised he was back on the team after kind of the NFC Championship game last year. It kind of seemed like he would have been a casualty of that, just like an easy scapegoat um, and trying to find someone to kind of take that position. But it seems like he's been getting a lot of reps in there, which maybe it's just an early mini camp thing, just waiting for some other players to get some more experience, maybe as at that back end. But I was surprised to see him on see him getting so many chances, I guess. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, and we did kind of ask Andy about that yesterday. And his thought was, you know, because I know Eric Stokes makes a lot of sense for the star role um, if he doesn't necessarily beat out Kevin King for a boundary spot right away. But with rookies, like Shamar John Charles is another one. Mm -hmm. You probably want to avoid overwhelming them, you know, in their early on in their career. So maybe there's the thought with the Packers that Will Redmond's been around. He knows the defense enough, even though it is a different scheme this year that you can kind of plug him and play him to get some of the looks you want, at least, you know, in some of those competitive periods, whereas Eric Stokes is probably so busy trying to learn one role on the defense that they don't want to maybe rotate through some of these guys that aren't ready, you know, or capable of learning one position yet to try and give them multiple looks in like a star or the nickel or the dime. Yeah. So would you say like kind of expect, especially going into mini or training camp and maybe even the beginning of the season to kind of have some of those veterans like Will Redmond and Josh Jackson getting some more, some more play plays while Stokes and them kind of catch up a little bit then? Yeah. I mean, I, I know that Packer fans, you know, the expectation is Eric Stokes got drafted in the first round. You want him to start. And I fully think he's capable of that. But yeah. I also think, you know, we see, we saw what happened with Demarius Randall is always the example I come back to where the Packers even played him out of position. And mm-hmm. even though he performed pretty well his rookie season, he just kind of never fit in uh, the right way with the defense. So I think to avoid that, we'll see, you know, Kevin King for sure. Josh Jackson, you know, he, 
he kind of wins training camp every year. He always seems to impress and look good yeah. in, in training camp, and then it doesn't translate. So I think, you know, not to completely derail the show, but that's why the preseason is going to be so significant this year, not even yeah. for Jordan Love, which will probably be the most significant person to watch in preseason, but a lot of these guys that have had missed opportunities by being either healthy, healthy scratches or six or seven on the depth chart without getting a ton of active game day reps. Do you know how... Eric Stokes has done these last couple of days. I know last week with OTAs, it was he was doing really well, blanking in a lot of receivers. Granted, the top guys weren't there. So now that the top guys are back, I just truthfully haven't seen much on like him having great standout performance performances or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of par for the course. I think we've seen, um, or I saw a couple things that said that he had some nice pass breakups, but I'm not sure how much is like really competitive right now. So it's kind of hard to judge, but with the defense, I mean, I wrote about it for cheesehead TV, um, a couple days ago. I think the inside linebackers are going to play a really significant role in Joe Barry's defense. And that's kind of one of the reasons that I was more surprised that will Redmond stayed and Raven green was let go. And, you know, part Mm -hmm. of that I'm sure is injury concerns, but Joe Barry uses a ton of strong safety in the box. He kind of disguises his coverages where pre-snap you'll be in like a 4-1 and then all of a sudden you'll drop a safety. And we have saw Adrian Amos do a ton of that. I think Adrian Amos is going to have a huge season for Joe Barry, but with Will Redmond playing so much kind of in that star role, it's been kind of surprising to me because I thought a guy like Raven Green would have made so much sense for that in his defense. So Kind of before we wrap things up, do you have any thoughts on Devondre Campbell? Because seeing pictures of him, he is a much larger human yeah. than I would have expected for the middle of the defense. Yeah, he he is a big boy. Um, I was wondering if this shows – I don't know if it's just a depth piece and just to get a veteran in a, a, a young linebacking core. But I was wondering because before Ty Summers last week was – going with the ones in OTAs. So I don't know if maybe they're starting to question maybe Martin's ability to be one of the top guys next year for the team. I mean, not in the NFL, but for the team. So they wanted to bring in a veteran or if this is just a move to kind of have some experience back there and help kind of guide the younger, the younger players. But Joe Barry getting any weapon at linebacker, I'm intrigued in just because he can do so much with that and really bolster a position that has been weak for the Packers for so long. Um, but you did write the article on linebacker, so I'm going to let you go because you are the expert on this. Yeah, expert is, you know, very kind and a far stretch. <laughs> but I mean, the room is really crowded. And I think that's what makes it so intriguing is, you know, you know, Chris Barnes was kind of handed the keys after yeah. the offseason when Christian Kirksey was released. It was to be expected, even though maybe it was a little bit unfortunate. I know he dealt with some injuries, but even towards the end of the season, he was kind of relegated to like the will anyway. Chris Barnes was the every down Mike. So it made sense kind of why they would go that route. I know Kamal Martin, they said, has it kind of what we heard from Andy yesterday was that the game has kind of slowed down for him in training camp. And that's really hard to assess, you know, when you're not even in full pads. But it does seem like his mental processing has gotten quicker. And now his play speed is matching his mental speed. Mm-hmm. Whereas before he would just kind of shoot gaps and wreak havoc and then maybe not finish the play. So. I think he'll have his opportunities, but to me, and I don't know, I'm curious your thoughts on this. I think Campbell obviously will have a huge opportunity. I think he's played too many snaps on defense to be just a placeholder. Like to me, this signing makes more sense than even maybe like the BJ Goodson, Antonio Morrison signings did. Um, So I think he will end up being one of the starters, but Oren Burks, I mean, Ty Summers to me, I think has huge special teams and it seems like the Packers trust him enough to be the Mike linebacker when Chris Barnes got hurt. So is Oren Burks the odd man out? What about Isaiah McDuffie? You know, they drafted somebody. What does that room look like? You have to think that 
Oren Burks is the odd man out in that situation. Just because, like you mentioned, Ty Summers was, and even Goody mentioned him in his press conference earlier this offseason saying Ty Summers has been really valuable on the special teams. And we saw last year as well when Kirksey was out against the Saints, um, Ty Summers was the person that went in ahead of Oren Burks. And I just never like when they try to rotate positions too much to where he'd try at the edge a little bit. And I think that's them just kind of trying to panic where to play him because they don't really, he hasn't really fit in yet. So I do think he's the odd man out in that group unless he impresses on special teams, but just with the talent, like you said, drafting someone now signing Campbell. And then we have the two young studs in Barnes and Martin. I just don't see a, a route for him to even get much playing time barring any injuries. Yeah. And I mean, I know that they do that to kind of shore up positions or maybe like you said, they're trying to find guys fits, but it is unfortunate for Oren Burks then because now, you know, Kirk Olivadotti is like, Hey, I'm really happy. He's back in the inside linebackers group. And it feels like a wasted season where I think we saw him take like five or 10 snaps off the edge. And, you know, you already have the Smith bros, Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Garvin has looked really good on the edge. There was Tipa, Randy Ramsey, so like adding Oren Burks to an, an even more crowded position than inside linebacker just never really made a ton of sense to me. Yeah. I would have been intrigued just to see what um, maybe Ty Summers could have done there just because he had yeah. some experience with that in college. Um, but at this point, I don't, he's, he's in his position for the NFL, but that would have been something that if they were going to do with any player last year, it would have made sense to see Ty there a little bit, see if he can uh, rejuvenate some of his TCU Captain America vibes. Yeah. Any so I know we said we're going to try and keep these shows a little bit quicker in the off season, but any final thoughts as we wrap things up? Any player that you really want to talk about? Anybody catch your eye? Anybody that you thought you'd hear more from at this point and haven't yet? Uh honestly, not. It, it hasn't gone that different than I expected. Like I expected, Rogers wasn't going to be there. Um, some rotation with the offensive line. I guess Braden at left tackle is yeah. um, pretty surprised. He's consistently been that guy starting there um, over the la- OTAs last week. And now since Elton Jenkins was out with uh, because of COVID yesterday, I believe it was, and it might've been today as well, but he missed some time because of COVID protocol. Um, so seeing him getting that spot at left tackle is really intriguing to see what's going to happen when Bakhtiari comes back. If he starts there, if they end up moving him to right tackle or what's going to happen. But um yeah, I don't know. It's That's something that stood out to me a lot. He was not on my list of players to take that spot. Yeah, no, I'm really glad you mentioned him. He kind of slipped my radar, but absolutely. And I think Royce Newman, too, getting looks at right guard and right tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Myers made the most sense. He was a second-round pick. It always felt like the center job was his job to lose. Mm-hmm. We've seen him take the bulk pretty much all of the snaps there in first and second team. So it really feels like, you know, they're going to give him the extended look and the extended opportunity to be the center. But... The fact that you have Ben Braden, Rice Newman, Lucas Patrick, John Runyon Jr., like you realistically have four guys that'll be competing for one starting spot because we know David Bakhtiari is locked in. Josh Myers is likely locked in. Elton Jenkins will be your starter at left guard. Unless something happens with Billy Turner and he gets traded or something crazy happens, he will be your right tackle. So it's a lot of competition, and that's not even counting, you know, Cole Van Lannon or some of the other guys that were drafted either last year or this year. Yeah, it's great to see what they've done with this position. We saw last year how they needed that depth and how they kept playing at a high level. And I think part of that reason was just the competition that they have there. Like every day you're going in, you're literally competing for your starting job. There's not, unless you're Elton Jenkins or Bakhtiari when he gets healthy, there's not many people that are locked into a position. 
Yeah. So really quick before we wrap this up, do you have an updated prediction? Because I know a couple weeks ago with Jacob, we all gave our initial thought for what the starting offensive line will look like. Has, has your mind changed at all from your initial? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even know what my initial was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fair. That's right, fair. Right now, if I had to guess, ooh, I think it's going to be Braden's getting so many looks there. I think it's going to be Braden, um, Elton Jenkins, Meyer. I don't know if it's right. I think it'll be Patrick and then Turner. Okay. So you're, you're in the camp that Bakhtiari might not be ready to start the season week one. Yeah. I think the Packers are just too conservative with that, especially such a delicate injury. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I still, I think it's Bakhtiari, but then I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Elton Jenkins, Myers. And I think, I don't know. I'm going to say Lucas Patrick. I think that he holds tough and keeps a spot. And then like John running Jr. is like a backup swing guard. And then you got Billy Turner on the edge, but that is all the time that we have on the show today. Jimmy, if all of the people want to follow your work, where can they do that? Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Most anything pack related is on there. Random Bo Burnham tweets because the special (laughs) was so good. Um, But yeah, anything I do, whether it's for Packer Report, Game on Wisconsin, Packer Day, will all be uh, found on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write for She Said TV. I also podcast with Perry Goldstein at the Packs What She Said podcast. Jimmy, best of luck with your surgery tomorrow. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We'll be rooting for you to get back to cutting your grass very soon. But <laughs> I'm you. fine missing out on that part. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.